When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, our weekly conversation with the head coach of the Texas women's basketball team, fresh from that 20-point blowout win over Oklahoma last night, is Vic Schaefer. We'll get to the ball game in a moment, Vic, but I, I always like to draw on your uh, your your uh, knowledge and uh, your experience with classic rock. Were you a Super Tramp fan? Did you like Super Tramp in the late 70s? I liked all that stuff in the late 70s, brother. <laughs> yeah, I told you, I... I've, I've been to all the concerts. I've done all that stuff. So, I've, you know, uh, uh, that that music we're playing before tip, that yeah. Thunderdome, that's 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 me, brother. I love that stuff. <laughs> well, your group brought the thunder uh, last night, and and uh, uh, I, you've been on this program many many times where you've used the phrase, and I completely get it. I understand. It took me a little while to understand it when you said it's a miserable way to live. But if you keep having performances like last night, the misery really dissipates, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you can win, it, 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 you know, it's, it makes things a whole lot easier and a whole lot better. Uh, I don't know that it's easier, but if you're winning, at least it validates what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I think as coaches, you know, we, we, we sometimes feel like we're beating our head in the wall trying to get you know, our teams to do things a certain way and be consistent doing it. And uh, that's the piece that's really challenging for a coach. And uh, as much as our kids need confidence and, and again, you don't get confidence by just saying it, you don't get swag just by saying, Hey, we need to get our swag back. You get your swag back by winning. You get your swag by the way you do it. And, um, you know, for us, it's right now, it's just the consistency piece. And, uh, but, you know, for me, as a coach, you you love seeing your kids go out there and playing their guts out like they did last night uh, defensively. I mean, Oklahoma is so good on offense. They're averaging 80-something points a game. I mean, they got players all over the floor that can score the ball, can shoot it, can take you off the bounce. I mean, it just they're a vet. That's like the oldest team in Division One, Craig. Yeah. Like they're they got six-year seniors, fifth-year seniors. Mm-hmm. Senior, seniors. I mean, they're just a really old, you know, really old, smart team, and and so they've been doing it a long time together. Not at other places. They've been doing it together, and so when you can go in there and force twenty four turnovers of that group and hold them to fifty eight points, you can't help but be excited and proud of your kids. And then knowing, hey, you know what? If we can do that now. As a coach, what do we want? We want more. More is better. And so if you can do that last night, how, how, how do you justify some of the, you know, the hiccups that we've had? You can't. And, and, and so that's my job as a coach. I've got to develop that consistency with this group because if we can consistently go out and play like that, we'll have a chance. Vic, I've heard a lot of basketball coaches talk about this, and I think you know people in in Gen Pop might take it as coach speak. But 
Uh, really, when you talk about what generates offense, a lot of coaches talk about it goes back to our defense kickstarts our offense. Defense turns into offense. Uh, is the best example of that, Vic, just being able to not just forcing turnovers, but forcing live ball turnovers and then pushing the ball up the floor once you get those live ball turnovers and, and try to hunt as many easy baskets in those situations as you can? No question. I think you, you with our team, we're really good. You know, when we can get out in transition, when we can get some long shots that have long rebounds that come off and Rory can get us started in the break. And, you know, Shaylee's really good about getting out and running the floor. She's She's been really good all year. Last night, Sonia got, got one uh, in transition. And and so if you can get those, here's the thing, guys. If, if you get two or three layups a game in transition, your shooting percentage goes up 5%. So if you can find a way to get some layups throughout the course of the game, your shooting percentage is going to go way up. You're not living and dying by the jump shot. And um, and so, you know, for us, no question, we're we're really good in, in the open floor. We're good in transition. We've got some speed and athleticism out there. And, and then we got some kids that can spot up and shoot the three. So, you know, that's always a work in progress in my mind. Um the consistency piece of what are we doing in transition? I think again, that's coaching. Uh, we've got to do a better job. I've got to do a better job of of getting us consistently doing the same pattern over and over again. But uh, you're right. You know, offense. The the offense you get off your defense is usually much easier than having to do something on the half court. Vic, the other thing that comes to mind about with offensive efficiency, and I've noticed this over the last couple of ball games. Certainly, the the wins uh, over OU last night in Baylor last Sunday, is a more concerted effort in attacking zone. And and it, I've heard you say it before about, you know, a lot of teams will sit back in that uh, hope you miss zone, you know, that that type of thing. And and uh, and yet it looks like whether it's Rory or somebody else finding a way to punch a hole in the zone and then kick to whether you're talking about Deanna, who's really been scoring for you lately. Amina Muhammad's coming on for you a little bit now. And, uh, you know, that you're, to get your post, Taylor Jones obviously has been scoring well lately. But finding a way to attack zones because a lot of teams aren't comfortable offensively against zones. It's like a 2-3 zone they see or a 1-3-1 one, one paralyzes them. But of late – your group is really attacking the zones. Well, I mean, you know, let's be honest, Craig. A week ago in Lubbock, we didn't. Yeah, that one there wasn't we so just, much. You're right. We accommodated them. Yeah. Yeah, we accommodated them. And, you know, you go back and you look at the film. The film don't lie. And, you know, you just have to have a real honest conversation with your team. And, and with me, it's it starts with Rory. And you just say, hey, guys, what are we doing? I mean, the game plan going in is to go inside and the first five out of your six shots are threes. I mean, that to me is, you know, that it, that's not good. And so what are you thinking when you're doing that? Like you're just taking the scouting report and, 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 and throwing it in our face and going, oh, I got my own ideas. And so I, I think you gotta you got to have those conversations with your team um, and, and go, look, this is, this is why we're doing it. We need to be consistent doing it. You know, uh, last night we had a couple shots blocked early. We had, you know, we I thought we were soft down there. And then the second half, we went to work. And, and Taylor had a big half. D had had a good first half. But even D shots in the first half, a lot of it were face-ups. 
that I thought in the second half we we went to work down there and and, and Taylor had a good hat, good third quarter and you know we 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 just made it a conservative concerted effort. I thought Sonia made some great passes down there and in feeding the post, getting Taylor some easy stuff. So you know it's just it, again it's 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 the evolution of our team, Craig. I I, I keep saying it, and it's not an excuse, but it sounds like one, but. We we have no senior class. We have one junior that we inherited from the freshman class that we inherited when we came here. Deanna Gaston came with me from when we came here. So our freshmen and sophomores, we have one we have two freshmen and we have one and we have one sophomore playing from our sophomore class because Amo got hurt. So we're we're just so new and so you know, it's just hard to develop that chemistry in such a short period of time with so many new players that are playing big minutes for us. So we're going to continue this ongoing process. We'll get better. I, I hope we don't have any hiccups like we've had and, you know, take two steps, take one backwards. But that's the inconsistency that we're dealing with right now. And until I can, we can put together some classes and develop some consistency within our team and our program, um, you know, the portal, it only encourages these issues, y'all. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. And with a team game like basketball, it's, we're just different. You know, it's it's not quite like any other sport in my mind where the chemistry piece, you know, is so critical. And you have to have each other's backs on offense and defense. You, you've got to have a, a real team chemistry to you. Visiting with Vic Schaefer, Texas women's basketball coach here on Light the Tower on the Horn with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Vic, that, that brings up something that uh, I've been meaning to ask you about, and this is good, as good a time as any, but I, I know from, from the men on the men's side, uh, you know, with the NBA rules, uh, the, that one-and-done rule, they've been, it's been a while for them where it's kind of roster building has almost been a year-to-year proposition, and now with the portal, it very much is. Do you feel like the women's game, what you're dealing with in terms of roster management, it, has, has the portal forced it to be? more short-term thinking as opposed to thinking, hey, we can we can get a class and, and map out kind of the next three or four years? You know, the answer to your question is both. Uh, for me, I've always had great success developing kids. You know, uh, I've not had a lot of kids over the course of my career that have transferred, and, and, and I've not taken a lot of transfers. And it's it's just always been that development piece. We've been really good at developing players. Well, now with the portal and and and, and things, and with kids transferring, I mean, you've got to your your roster and the shape of your roster is always going to be. To me, it's a it's a it's a, always going to be a moving part. And so, you know, you just have to, you know, do your homework. Um, you know, for me, taking a transfer, you don't want to take somebody else's problem. It's like buying a used boat, right? You don't want to buy somebody else's problem. Right. Um, and, and so with with the transfer portal, you just got to make sure you're getting kids that fit, that fit your system, um, that are your kind of culture kids. And that's hard to find out in a short period of time. But, you know, you you got to try to do that. And uh, at the same time, I'm always going to recruit young i'm always going to recruit freshmen and i'm always going to be committed to them so for instance in that 24 class there are certain people that we're after hard that we want and my commitment to them is i'm not going to take somebody in their position 
out of the portal that's got two or three years eligibility, unless they're just an absolute monster. Then that might cost me that kid. But yeah. if, if, if I'm going to be committed to that 24, I'm going to show them, look, I'm going to take this kid out of the portal, but they only got one year. They'll be gone by the time you get here. You're going to have a chance to come in here and play right away. That's my commitment to our young kids. I've always been that way. You know, when I signed Rory, I, Rory knew, hey, we needed a point guard. We lost Kyra Lambert. She was going to have a chance to come in here and, and really be our starter, which she ended up being. And I, I just think that's the way, you know, Amo was going to have a chance to be our starting four player because we didn't have one. And and she was good enough, sixth-ranked kid in the country. That's, to me, if you're going to develop and build a program to where their junior and senior year you're playing for national championships, that's the best way to do it. Now, can you still do it a different way and do it with portal kids? Sure. Look at our volleyball team. They're a great example of building a national championship out of the portal. Again, I don't coach volleyball. To me, from the outside looking in, it's a little different. But still, he got great players to buy into his way of doing things. I mean, that's hard to do, y'all. Give him credit. Give him and his staff credit. They did an unbelievable job. Lost one game all year. I mean, that's so hard to do. Like, that's not even fathomable in my mind. And yet, he did it. So, you know, there's there's different ways to skin the cat, as they say, you know. And uh, this is... This is what we're trying to, and I'm trying to figure out as a head coach. Uh, th- this is going to be completely uh, off topic, other than it's NCAA tournament and it's women's basketball related. I know you got your head down, and 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 so does Lindsey Wisdom Hilden and Elena uh, Lovato and Blair Schaefer, and the, your staff is grinding and working. Uh, right, you, you hit the halfway point of conference play this Saturday. We'll talk about Oklahoma State in a moment, but uh, I, this is something I haven't even asked you yet. Uh, you're, you're, you're less than 50 days away from selection, uh, you know, selection Sunday when it comes down. And, uh, there's a change this year with the women's tournament. I don't know if a lot of folks know this, but, uh, while the, the, the top 16 are going to get to host first and second round as they have in the past, I know you're working to fight your way back to being a top four seed on all of that. The Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, they're only going to two sites this year, Greenville and I believe Seattle, and they're doing two regionals at at uh, at each of those. Did you do you have any thoughts on that? What what did you think when they when they first said, "Hey, uh it's going to be in Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to run two regionals out of there. We're going to run two regionals out of Seattle. There's not going to be four Sweet 16 Elite Eight sites this year." Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept. I know that Antonelli's been fighting to move it to Vegas. Right. Um for years, but you know, we'll see how it works out, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'll be anxious to kind of see how. It, I hope I'm in it. You know, we've we've got a lot of work to do before we even start thinking that direction. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. And, uh, you know, uh, instead of having you know four, fourteen pods for Sweet Sixteen, you've got, you know, you got two eighteen. I guess is what you got. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but I think, you know, I think our our organization, the WBCA and the NCA, I think they're just they're looking for different ways to promote the game, promote women's basketball, and to try to have packed arenas. Yeah, and 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 by the way, 
you had a season high attendance last night, six thousand over sixty six hundred. Uh, I know you have to be pleased with seeing the uptick. This this upwardly moving needle for your for your attendance has only been on the rise during the course of the season. How much of that is 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 your group? Playing, playing well and beating some good teams, and how much of it is Moody Center? Do, do you think that's that's really helped the attendance now over sixty six hundred last night? Yeah, I think it's both. I think you know, I don't care where you're playing. If you're earning any good, then nobody's going to come see you. And so, I think our kids warrant, um, you know, what's taking place because I think they're fun to watch. I think we've got kids that are personable. They're approachable after games. They're fun to watch. Um, and, and so I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I tell, I say this all the time, you, you, you better not take for granted my team and our kids, because we have some really special kids playing for the university of Texas right now. And you don't take that for granted because it doesn't, you, you can't, you can't just assume there's going to be another one after that. And after that, it's my job to see that we have great players year in and year out. But each of these players is really unique in their own way, and their personalities are such that they really are, you know, great kids and and and, and nice to meet. They're personable and they're fun to watch. And and so I think right now we're we're at least at home we've played an exciting brand. Um, you know, Craig, we had some people that went to Waco the other day that I'm pretty sure they ain't been to Waco in a long time. <laughs> yeah. um, I used to have I used to have fans go with me to Oxford, about 2,500 of them, and about 2,000 of them would never even think about going over there for a football game. I had people tell me, Vic, I haven't been over here in 30 years. <laughs> and, and yet they'd go with us over there for basketball every year. <clears throat> but it, that's just part of building your program, right? You want people to, I, I don't want to go to these places by myself. I need. We need some help. We need some people in the stands supporting our kids, and it was fun to have that group over there in Waco. It was. And, uh, I think our fans enjoy winning on the road as much as I do. Yeah. And so um, the fans last night were super. Uh, the atmosphere in there, as you know, is really, really special. Um, you know, really, really pleased with the the sixty six hundred. But you know, it's just like with my team. I want more. Um, you know, I think our our kids, you know, warrant it. Um, they're fun to watch and, uh, you know, we've got so many, such a big, big group to, to pick from with 2 million or whatever we have in the area. I just think, you know, we've got to continue. We can't sit on our hands and be happy with what we got. We got to continue to, to press on and get that thing to 10,000 a night. Yeah. And, you know, that helps everything y'all helps recruiting uh, your kids, you know, the, the atmosphere, the, all that. I mean, teams, teams not wanting to come here and play here. I mean, you just, it, it just is so important to have that home court advantage. So really appreciate all our fans last night, the students that came out, they just make such a difference. Like it's just, you can't put a value on it. Like it's just what they do and the atmosphere they provide for our players, just make it such a unique and special place. And that's part of the university of Texas y'all. I mean, that that's part of, the fabric of our university is the atmosphere that we have in our athletic sporting events. Mm-hmm. When somebody's sitting in an easy chair on Sunday afternoon surfing and they come across a game and it's loud and it's packed and they're like, what the heck's that? Who's that playing? Where are they playing? Man, there's a lot of people there. And, man, they're going crazy. 
That looks pretty cool. Hey, honey, come in here. Hey, Beverly, come in here a minute. Look at this. You're fixing to go to college? Have you even looked into this place? Because this place looks pretty cool. There's a lot of people in this game. They're pretty excited about women's basketball. You might want to look into going to school there. If they're that excited about that, they, they might be pretty excited about a lot of things there in Austin. That's how it works. That's how it worked where I was at my previous place. So, I mean, it, it's, it's all important. And it ain't that, you know, it's that kind of advertisement, y'all, don't cost a lot. Mm, no doubt. Hey, before I let you go, I want to get your thoughts on this rematch with Oklahoma State. It'll be three weeks to the day went in there, and I know, uh, I know it was quite distasteful to you to, to allow them. They they scored eighty six points, and I I give them some credit. I knew you do as well. They there was a time they couldn't miss when they were shooting three pointers. They were knocking down some long range shots, but I know you also saw the the other things that prevented your team from winning that ball game, which was a very winnable ball game. So, what are your thoughts about this this matchup and and uh, getting ready for? Uh, this rematch with uh, Oklahoma State on Saturday night. Well, they're they're playing great. Um, the coach is doing a great job with them. She's got to be mentioned in at this point in the season for you know at least in the talks for coach of the year. Uh, um, they I tell you what they are. They just they play really hard. They're tough. Um, they have a, a, a real toughness about their team and the, the aura of their team and. They're getting great point guard play, and um, it's a kid that came with her from UMKC and knows her system, and she's leading them in scoring. She's, you know, four assists a game, uh, two, you know, two you know, uh, assists and a half, uh, steal and a half a game. The kids running her team. I mean, you know, it starts to me. It starts there, but then she's got some veteran kids that, and a kid like Lexi Keys that she inherited, and. And um, Taylor Collins, who she she inherited, is really tough. Shooting sixty four percent from the field. I mean, she's just got a real mixture of some kids that she's recruited, and then some 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 kids that have been there a while. Delap's been there for a while. These kids have all been there and and know what Oklahoma State's all about, and have a lot of pride in their school. I can just tell watching them play, having to deal with them year in and year out, playing them, competing against them. So. You know, we'll have they had they won last night, scored eighty two points again. They scored ninety seven, excuse me, ninety three when they lost at Oklahoma on Saturday. Um, they're really lighting the scoreboard up. Scored eighty against TCU, seventy at Baylor, and beat them after they had beaten us, scoring eighty six. Um, so I mean, it's you know they they can score the ball, and uh, we're going to have to again have a great defensive effort, have great focus. Um, and really going to have to do a whole lot better job defensively with some actions that they, you know, came at us with. So it'll be a big challenge, y'all. I mean, there's no question. Every game in this league is a big challenge, and uh, they're they're better today than they were when they played us, and when they played us, they were good enough to beat us the first time. So hopefully we're better, and, um, you know, we'll be able to, to really, um, you know, continue to play well. Again, you heard me last night. I, I need consistency. And guess what our team is missing right now is consistency. And so another opportunity at home, you've got to protect your home court. We'll be at home Saturday night. So we've, we've got to protect our home court, and we've got to play well. And uh, uh, you just take them one at a time. Uh, the final thing here, somebody wanted to know if you had anything interesting on your grill or your smoker lately. <laughs> Pards. 
I haven't even been home to, to eat dinner. I've, uh, I've slept up here at the office uh, just about every night. Last night I did go home, but I, it was at one thirty in the morning and uh, back up at 7.15. So, Grill's been quiet. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, uh, it's hard to cook when you're inside the office. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Sunday will probably be our next day off, and uh, that'll be a good day where I can go to church and – and and maybe we'll throw something on the on the cooker and 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 cook on Sunday. It's supposed to rain, um, but um, you know maybe that'll be a day I can do that. But you know this time of year, guys, you're just in the grind, and uh, you know all you can do is live day to day, give everything you got to the University of Texas, give everything you got to your team, and and um, you know it's just a it's just the life that that I live right now. And uh, but it's okay, and uh, it's what we do. And um, so we're we're in it, in it to win it. But you give me you give me something to think about other than X's and O's for about two seconds. So <laughs> maybe I'll get Holly to go by the meat market and pick up something. We'll put it on the we either put it on the smoker or we'll cook cook steaks or something on Sunday afternoon. So it'll be good. I'll, I'll be at the office at some point, but maybe I'll have a little time after church or something. We can do something. There you go. Hey Vic, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, best of luck on Saturday night against Oklahoma State. We'll look forward to visiting again next week. Guys, y'all are the best. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Y'all have a great day. Praise the Lord and hook them horns. That's Vic Schaefer. Thanks, Vic.